1: Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Larson, and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button notify bell next to it. Make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications. Uh, we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Larson. It's a great way to support Going In Raw. I think we got some new patrons, new, at least new, one new, over the past 24 hours, maybe even two, 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 two. two Sweet. too, uh, sweet. Uh, let's see here, who we have here? Uh, Michael Riggs, Derek Matheson, and Carlos uh, Vialba. Thank you very much for your support. Thank you. Uh, at the $5 mark, you get a bonus episode five days a week. Uh, and then also, if you become a YouTube channel member mm-hmm. here at the channel, uh, you get access to those. As well, So if you've been hesitant to join the Patreon and you'd rather just plunk that money down to Google, uh, by all means click that join button and you have access to all that lovely bonus content. It's been a while since we've had, in case you're watching live, uh, it's been a while since we've had a botch. Uh, So that's the joy of watching this show live is that every once in a while, it's been a while, it's actually been a little while since we've had something freeze on us. So, you know, you can't get them all right. It's been a little while. Anyways, I just feel like WWE's been botchy lately in general, so you why not right. follow suit, right? Anyways, yeah. my goodness gracious. Uh, so, a uh, couple announcements really quick. This Friday morning over at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, mm-hmm. we've got mm-hmm. Weebook Money in the Bank. You got that right. That should be a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun. What's the main event there? Ladder um, match
3: for the Undisputed correct. Championship. You got Rawgate Mutant, Adam Cole Bebe, Aleister Black... Um, Who else is in it? Roman Reigns. Chill Roman, yeah. Chill
1: Roman. uh, Rawgate Mutants in it, right? Yeah, a
3: couple other guys. Yeah. Oh, man, that's good. Uh,
1: So that's going on. And then, of course, uh, we're just about a week and a half out from Friendo Fest 2019 Las Vegas, Tuscany Suites and Casinos. Uh, We will be there doing our very first Live Before a Studio Audience podcast. Uh, It should be a lot of fun shenanigans will ensue of course 11 a.m sunday may 26th maybe a guest or two las vegas so if you're in town for double or nothing or you happen to live in las vegas come on out completely free you don't even need a bracelet for starcast 2 but i i would suggest get a bracelet for starcast Two. it looks like it's a, yeah, really, it like like a really really fun, fun thing show and,
3: and we'll talk about this more on the friday a new show but man mm-hmm. aew on tnt we know drama and wrestling uh yeah it's very exciting
1: that's it's cool anxious to see what it's going to
3: debut is done talking WWE forever oh you can do that don't like. talk about it anymore
1: <laughs> you can make that ten dollar a day youtube revenue on that um no way man enthusiasm yeah we'll a lot see. of enthusiasm for the all elite not so much for the wwe i'm just gonna i'm just gonna sort of see when we get there i'll see what it looks like when we get there oh it's gonna look
3: majestic amazing
1: oh my god you're getting your hopes way too up for that this
3: could be the greatest wrestling product of all time Steve oh oh my god it's just, just you wait oh Lord oh Lord just you wait you're not gonna want to watch WB anymore you're like what is this trash be honest with you part of me doesn't want to watch it anyways <laughs> yeah know me too uh, let's if talk about it painfully evident
1: yesterday so uh okay well let's yeah yeah boy you're on another one yesterday I think you realized it towards the end of the show too. No, I realized it early on. I told you before you started, like, it's going to be one of those days, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think of SmackDown last night? Uneven. I told you. I tweeted this out. I was like, I don't really know what to think of SmackDown. Like, I think I enjoy it. it just, I don't know. It didn't seem to pop as much last so, night. And I honestly don't know if that's because of the hubbub about the Kabuki Warriors.
3: Well, here's another thing to consider. And granted, uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but there was someone who apparently called in the Wade Keller podcast. You hear about that? Oh yeah. Oh, I haven't listened to yeah. the show yet, I've mean, been listening to it at the gym today. I read the recap on I think nodq.com and one of the things they mentioned is that there's no separate writing teams anymore. Yeah, there's 37 writers on a single team.
1: Yeah. Here's so I I, I was hesitant to give it more than a grain of salt until I saw a tweet this morning from Sean
3: Rossap. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too.
1: So I'm I yeah, we're going to talk about it in in pretty big depth on Friday. Yeah. But
3: uh, I really want to listen to the actual show. I didn't want to just base.
1: I started to yesterday. And when he said, yeah, I know a guy. I was like, okay, well, before I commit to listening to all this. You need some separate I kind of want to yeah. know that yeah, know. this isn't just
3: a dude. He's calling in having a laugh. Yes, obviously.
1: One of the more striking things to me. And here's the thing. I always, I was giving this the benefit of the doubt because the, the, the idea that Triple H is the most frustrated person there. And that's something that I have I, I, I had the reason why I had thought to myself, "There's no way he could give a crap about all the stuff that that Vince sort of trashes with NXT, yeah, is because how do you not go insane? It's kind of like the Roman thing. Like, man, Roman's got to feel. Kind of like going insane back when it was like time after time. It's like, well, I think at a certain point, don't you have to emotionally separate yourself? Otherwise, you're going to go insane. There's probably
3: There might be two different aspects to it for Triple H. We're getting to a conversation that we'll get into more on Friday and deviating completely from what SmackDown happened with SmackDown. Well, but nonetheless, here we go. Yeah, it's part of a larger There's thing probably now. two aspects to it. There's one, one. there's Triple H's own personal attachment to NXT and the, and the talents he helped nurture there. That's one aspect. But then there's also the talents that he nurtured there in their relationship with him. So maybe for himself, he can he can kind of uh, remove himself from his own emotional attachment to a degree. But that's not necessarily reciprocated. So when uh, a talent in NXT that he may have had a pretty decent relationship with gets caught in the main roster, it gets completely bungled, mm-hmm. and they go up to him and say, "What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. This this isn't this 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 is garbage. This sucks." Yeah he can't turn that off yeah I know. he can't turn yeah. that person's feelings off yeah so he still has to deal with that and that uh, probably is a, 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 a not people coming up to him complaining to him is, is, is a source of frustration but the fact that this probably happens on a regular basis yeah and he's more or less powerless to do anything about it that's probably a source of frustration yeah i mean from his own vantage point he can probably say okay i have to remove myself otherwise as you said yeah. this is going to drive me crazy however same can't be said for for talents who have been up from NXT for less than a year and still dealing with the fact that they, on main roster it's a shit show. Did you read the
1: vari- any of the variety
3: piece? Not Vince? yet. I'm again, Friday. Yeah. It's the
1: most frustrating, freaking butt kissing puff piece I've read, and it completely validates anything Vince McMahon is doing, everything he's doing. It validates it all. It basically labels him as the creative mastermind of the, of, of wrestling, <laughs> you know. And it, it, it's it's so bad, and it's long. <laughs> It's so long, and it just glorifies the WWE, and it kind of minimizes any issues that the WWE has. (laughs) Uh, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Again, we're getting into this, but we'll get back to SmackDown in a second. Yeah, yeah.
3: We'll just do some surface-level talk here.
1: Let me ask you this. Are the issues with WWE that we've been especially harping on lately are they any different than it was two, three, four, five years ago? They're just amplified now because this new thing that is a viable alternative is on the horizon. Are they amplified? Is it is it amplified because he seems to be losing it more? Or is it the same as it has been? It's just amplified because of outside scenarios? Is it amplified because of the Saudi Arabia thing? Are Things, things literally do seem to be getting weirder and kind of worse they legitimately kind of no i think i
3: think they it it feels like it's been moving in that direction from a creative standpoint you mentioned some of the business decisions they made and then you have legit competition on the horizon you know that's those three things create a perfect storm you're like why you know like i said at times yesterday i was like why am i even watching this well, we have to. It's our job. No, exactly. That's yeah. why I am. Yeah. But remove myself from that. I do this for a profession, and it's like, why am I dedicating three hours my Monday night? To something putting that, yourself in that the fans at this moment isn't bringing me much enjoyment. Yeah. In moments, yes, but for sustained for three hours, no. To
1: loop it back into the, our our discussion here, we're about to have about SmackDown as well, is uh, part of Kevin Owens' video package. Was was his perfect pitch? Yeah. Freaking perfect nxt call-up he showed up with the nxt
3: title and demonstrated why nxt was the place to be stomped on the u.s title Held up the NXT tally. Yeah, it was beautiful It was good it was really So cool. I
1: think there has been A distinct change In the way things Are being well, done Well when,
3: when When was the Ascension Called up Because it wasn't That long after Owen So I mean It's not as if Every NXT call up From like twenty fifth 2014 to 2017 Was spotless Yeah was Spot on Yeah I think still Kevin Owens and Finn Balor For the most part Are outliers in that regard Um, Those are the two call ups That have been handled More or less perfectly Mm-hmm And I really can't think of anybody else's call up who was handled with the same handled with 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 the respect uh, that should be given to their NXT runs. If that makes sense.
1: I think I think a case could be made. I know that like some of the the minutia.
3: I think Oscar was handled. I I understand your point that she was treated like a star. And they gave her kind of the pageantry associated with that. But she wasn't booked like a star. I don't feel like. She didn't lose until WrestleMania. She Her first match should not have been competitive in the least.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I look, I get I, but I think that's She showed up in the locker and people were like, all right, cool. I think awesome that's details. I do I think that's well the details, details matter. I mean she had matches in NXT that were
3: competitive. Yeah. So why wouldn't they be competitive on main roster? Because like half the time when someone gets called in. Here's the thing, Emma hasn't, I like Emma. Uh, She she hadn't really done squat in her tenure on the main roster. Um, And uh, I don't know, it just felt like a situation. The match, the rematch they had on Raw, like the night after where Asuka dominated more or less, Mm -hmm. that should have been the pay-per-view match. If you really want to establish Asuka as the force that she was in NXT, she's got to take on main roster talent and dominate them i don't disagree with you i think that a debate could be had
1: there i th- I think that that was pre i'll put it this way i think that was pre like straight up bungling i think what we've seen lately i think what we've seen lately this last round oh it's
3: absolutely bungling yeah i have been, no idea what i doing. think
1: there's a big delineation there between it's and maybe 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 it's on a scale maybe it's like it's it's gone downhill maybe it's been like hey, they really knew what they were doing with Finn and, and, and Kevin Owens. And then you get to Shinsuke, and it's like, okay, you're kind of getting into decent you're, – you're okay, but it's not as as impactful as it should be. And then you get to Bob Roode, and it's like, whoa, what are you doing – or Asuka. And it's like, maybe, yeah, she may be, yeah she, the case could be made. She'd be booked stronger. And the case could, could be made. The match with Charlotte could have been longer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you get down to, like, Bob Roode, and it's like, whoa. Okay, so he has a he has a – like, a, he has a squat, a squash match with Aiden English. It wasn't really a squash match. There was a commercial break there, I remember that. Yeah, it was if, it's long, if
3: it's long enough for a commercial break, then it's not a squash match. Right.
1: But he was smiling, so it was like, okay, what are you doing? And then this last time, they did a slideshow. They did two slideshows. Yeah, the last two times, they've done slideshows and video packages. Yep. Terrible. You know? And then putting them together randomly as tag teams. I mean, DIY is not random, but they're in like the middle of a, kind of a feud.
3: Well, I feel like, I mean, I... I I think Alistair and, and, and Ricochet were already put together for the Dusty Classic, so they they probably just thought, well, let's keep him as a tag team on the main I don't show. know what came first in that case, I though. don't either.
1: I don't know if they were like, hey, we're going to put you guys together on.
3: There was some sort of synergy, though, saying, okay, well, they're a tag team in one show, so I might as well keep them a tag team in the other. I don't know. Yeah, I'm don't guessing know, since the Dusty Classic was done in advance, that might have came first, but I don't know. Boy, terrible call-ups. And then now we're getting kind of a redo
1: with those. We had a really cool ricochet bit last night, which mm-hmm. I thought took good advantage of the wild card rule, even though it was a bad idea for him to do yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then uh, we had... Um, Alistair needs to, to
3: stop talking, he needs to start fighting.
1: Alistair's still doing these uh, promos. Yeah, I know, but promo usually means, hey, this is a big
3: deal. That's what
1: usually a promo means.
3: Uh, so anyways, and then... Yeah, or, we're gonna, or it could mean promo. We do would keep you on TV, but we don't know what we're doing with you yet. That's true, too. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. I liked his bit last night, though. You referenced uh, Shakespeare, so that's cool. I guess.
1: Uh, let's see here. So I kind of liked every. I appreciated thing. the fact that they opened the show with a promo
3: segment, but instead of having the tag match right there to kick off the show, they kicked it down the road a bit and had it start the second hour. So at least they weren't following to the T the raw formula.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm not. Ha- I'm not huge on Roman, Roman Reigns promo starting off anything.
3: Here's what I was worried about with this whole wild card rule, it's the same thing that worries me about getting rid of the brand split. You still got the same three stories dominating each show, more or less. Well,
1: I see. It's basically you got the Roman
3: story dominating each show right
1: now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. And then like you, like there's been a a lackluster build for the actual ladder matches. Yeah. Here's here's like this, here's the silly aspect of the wild card rule too, because it could be used it could be used effectively like Ricochet coming out. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. In the 2000s, they're trying to
3: actually build hype for the money the bank.
1: Yeah, match, yes. but then we, and when Sammy comes out at the end and Michael Cole screams, he's the fourth wild card." It's that's like so dumb. There doesn't have to be four. Like no <laughs> right? one could show up. Right. Just internalize it. It's like, okay, listen, we're going to have a limited number. It's going to be up to four. We can't do more than that. Yeah. We don't have to scream wild card rule Mm-mm. like that episode of Always Sunny. Mm-mm. Which I, I now I get the reference and I'm I'm sad that I didn't get it before when a friendo pointed out because I had I had actually
3: seen that episode oh, gotcha, gotcha. and it was actually hilarious. That's funny. But uh or like Apollo Cruz on Raw, we're like, hey, we need someone to to lose. Um here, let's have Apollo Cruz come over here and lose to Mojo. Why? There's no one on Raw you can job out to Mojo? Yeah. Why'd they bring someone from smackdown But dude, to do at that? least that time they didn't say he's the third wild card. You know, I think mean, they probably meant, they probably use the phrase wild card rule though, so they had a SmackDown lower third. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Anyways, it's just frustrating that now there's like there's only like three or four storylines going on on both Raw and SmackDown.
1: And then we'll we'll unpack the Kabuki Warriors situation. Uh, yeah, that's a when, complex one. When we when we get to it, uh, I had. Uh, the good friend Karen mm-hmm. uh, who speaks, uh, fluent, I believe Japanese, uh, is very heavily involved in sort of the new Japan scene. I know she, she translates a lot of, she lived in
3: Japan for a while. She too. lived
1: in Japan for a while. She's, uh, translated, um, uh, I think show has a blog mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. she's translated. Mm-hmm. I know she she also on her
3: own blog translates uh, a lot of, uh, Oscar and Kyrie's, which uh, yeah, WB Japan promos. Yeah.
1: I'll put a link to that in the description. Yes. Um, and, uh, and yeah, she, I asked her, I said, Hey, could you write up a thing? Because we're not nearly as educated as she is, uh, with some of the aspects and problems with the Kabuki Warrior thing. Uh, I asked her to write up sort of a thing because I don't know how to zoom people in, man. Mm-hmm. And she's working right now, anyways, but I'm not going to put it on her. I'll put it on me. I don't know how to do that. We need to figure out how to zoom people in. Do you know what zoom is? Yeah, it's a teleconferencing thing. That's right. Yeah. So when I say zoom people in, that's what I mean. I don't mean, some sort of teleportation. Well, I didn't
3: know if you meant at first. I had to think about it uh, at first. I'm like, make people, have people focus on the subject. Like, zoom in <laughs> on the subject. I thought you meant at first, but then zoom in. I don't know how away. to make people focus. Uh, Karen
1: here, in Ch- she's also one of our mods. She's like amazing. Mm-hmm. She's essentially the third member of Going In Rob, but she's never on the show. Uh, that's my fault. She says five and a half years in Japan, uh, business level Japanese. Um, so she's steeped in this stuff. I know she gets, um, she has had uh, many uh, hugs, uh, from many New Japan stars who appreciate the work that she does yes. on Twitter, promoting the product, translating, yes, and uh, exposing the, the product from to a wider audience. So yeah, she says we could also fly her out as well. So yes, it's true. We it's it's on us. It's on us. Totally. So anyway, she wrote up a fairly lengthy uh, thing about it, but I'm going to read the whole damn thing because there you what, go. It's our show. We can yeah, do. We that. do what we want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that when we get to it. First off, SmackDown started with a Roman Reigns promo. Oh. Hold on, one thing, I forgot, we have a new member also, Worst Day Ever 2324, new channel member. Thank you. I don't know
3: if we had mentioned that. No, we hadn't yet.
1: Roman Reigns came out uh, Again. and did a promo. Is this the fourth show in a row he's, he's opened? He's on a new streak, man.
3: Instead of main eventing WrestleMania, he's yep. opening every show?
1: Yep. Ugh. He's looking for a hundred, maybe even a thousand.
3: So. guess so. So he comes out and he kind of recaps what happened Monday and he says, Elias is a problem um, and right now I introduce you to one of the solutions to the problem. Here's The Miz. Mm -hmm. Miz comes to the ring. Uh, He tries to sing Wonderwall. Ill-advised. Yeah, he realized that. Uh, And he hypes his match against Shane at Money in the Bank. He more or less delivered, I feel like, the same promo he did on Raw. That's the
1: problem. That's the problem with doing this stuff is that they don't – like, does Vince think that there's some SmackDown-specific audience that isn't watching Raw the night before?
3: No, you should look at the ratings because SmackDown actually has fewer viewers than Raw.
1: And they're probably all people who have watched Raw Yeah.
3: I would guess the crossover be in the high 90s. Um, Anyways, that brings Shane and Elias to the stage. Shane, again, says, hey, I'm the authority here. Uh, Like, I didn't okay you being here, Miz. Therefore, you are banned from the arena Mm -hmm. for the rest of the night. Um, And he uh, also more or less says, Roman, you got to get out of here, too. Neither Roman nor the Miz leave the ring. So Shane says, come on, Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan. Let's go clear the ring out. So the four of them start marching down towards the ring. They get in there. They attack. Usos come out and make the save. Hit double uh, suicide, dies, but they get laid out by Rowan. Eventually, though, there's a brawl between everybody in the ring. Faces clear the ring.
1: You know what would be awesome that they're not going to do? What? Make Roman and the Usos into a true faction. So that'd be cool, but it's not going to happen. And then Roman could be like, well, he could be like the chill. Roman but then they're both kind of like the you know the guys who are always like going off talking about penitentiaries and stuff Yeah, and he could be the guy saying tranquilo. Yeah, it's not
3: gonna happen No, it's not gonna happen because that might actually How be cool Would
1: he look if he dressed like them? Oh amazing like cuz they dress really cool.
3: Yeah <laughs> That'd be great, but it's not gonna happen sadly anyway I won't like, it happen Lars? On, because Vince, it's, Vince he, is old he, and he yeah. likes
1: people wearing bulletproof vests. He doesn't so. want to do anything interesting
3: <laughs> So we're backstage after commercial break and Shane with Shane Elias Daniel Bryan Eric Rowan. They're talking uh, and Shane makes a four-on-three tag match, the four of them versus Roman and Usos, and he says if The Miz comes out to the ring during the match, their cage match made the bank canceled. To add something positive to this,
1: during this segment, Shane did – he <laughs> Shane sometimes – when Shane's like out of breath and in the moment corrupt with power, he comes off like he's just – he, he comes off like an 80s movie villain who's on oh, cocaine i know because he he has cocaine vibe to him he does i'm he not suggesting all at all that he's doing no, it no no
3: he just might just have bad allergies
1: <laughs> but he and that adds a little bit of villainy to him because kind of really you got that he's got that nasally sounding voice once you're out of the 80s and into the 90s kind of only villains really do cocaine you know it, like in the movies and TV show like cocaine's kind of a villainy thing
3: i can't think of an example that would contradict that but you know,
1: like yeah. when you're in the 70s and 80s, everybody was like, mom and totally. dads were doing it. Totally, yeah. You know, everybody was doing cocaine. Then it'd be, you'd be totally a good guy. Yeah. But then once you hit the 90s, everybody knows that, you know, you could just die yeah. from it. Yeah. It's only bad guys do it. So. Yeah.
3: Because apparently they don't <laughs> care. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so, uh, first match of the night is the fatal four way between the four participants in the uh, May the Bank Letter match, the Boy, it was a fun percentage. match. Yeah, it was. Boy. Boy. Randall Orton versus Andrade Almas versus Mustafa Ali versus Finn Balor. Just look at three of those names,
1: and even Randy Orton. Randy Orton's great. Andrade, Mustafa Ali, and Finn Balor. Holy, SmackDown's got just a killer roster.
3: Yeah, they should really focus on the wrestling aspect. That's
1: why when, like, Roman falls over. And I, like, I think Roman could be utilized so perfectly, but they just don't.
3: For, like, two weeks, three weeks, maybe, after he came back, When he said, you know, after he said, I'm in remission, y'all, where mm-hmm. he just seemed like he was being himself with Vince, it's just it's just ah back to
1: business as usual.
3: I know he seemed like he was just be, he was being Joe, yeah, and Joe seemed like a he very said that he seemed like he's a very relatable, humble dude, yeah, likable, yeah. And then like the like on a uh, Raw this past week when when Miz is out there pitching the buddy comedy to to Roman, Roman's like I don't want that Miz, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. I want to see the buddy comedy between Roman and the Miz. I think everybody wants to see that, yeah. Now, if he had said, okay, that sounds great. We'll talk about that backstage. Let's pivot to something else. Why don't you let
1: Roman do like what we do. You'll say something and then I'll hop on it and we'll make it a thing. Yeah them do all those guys they know each other they travel with each other i guarantee they all have great chemistry we've seen it like for example with mixed match challenge we've seen between the guys and gals we've seen this amazing chemistry where they could just hop off each other
3: i'm convinced this doesn't want anybody that have improv- any sort of distinctive character whatsoever nobody improvs no because it's not, not allowed, allowed. it's not allowed and it's ridiculous it is so it's all this this cookie cutter promo business and it's boring Terrific match, though. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, Orton uh, doled out of promos. Lena Vega comes out and she talks. I like that spoilers she had a hook for her. Yeah, spoilers. spoilers.
3: Yeah. Here's a spoiler. Yeah. Andrade's going to win. Andrade drops a promo afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a fun match. They gave it two commercial breaks, if I remember correctly? Or a uh, picture and picture and then commercial break.
1: Yeah, this was long. The, uh, the tag match was pretty long, too. The tag match was kind of needlessly very long. That was like it was like three commercial breaks.
3: Yeah, that was a really long tag match. Uh, I guess mean, towards the end, uh, Andrade pulls out a couple ladders from under the, the ring, brings one of them into the ring. Um, this is pretty brutal. That a couple spots where uh, Ali did the the slingshot plancha over the top rope and just goes right into the ladder. Yeah. Ow. Ouch. Ow. Um, Ali misses a four fifty. He rolls through and as he pops <laughs> up. Orton hits him with an RKO. That, that was, was great. amazing. That was great. That
1: was so great. How many RKOs are we going to see? That's got to be a prop bet. How many RKOs are we going to see during that ladder match? Two. Two? Only two? I think yeah.
3: there's going to be like four or five. I think
1: there's going to be one sequence when he just doles Well, I mean, it
3: doesn't, really, it doesn't really count until I actually put it down here. When we actually do our predictions. That's okay, I fair can. enough. I'll, I can reconsider.
1: Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, but then uh,
3: mm-hmm. everybody's on the outside, save for Finn. He hits a tope on Ollie and Orton. Almost instantly picks him up and throws him to the ring steps, tosses him back in the ring, hits the hammerlock DDT, and picks up the win for his team. Yeah. And then he brings the ladder in the ring, starts to climb it. Ricochet runs out. He does like a springboard jump onto the ladder. Seamless. Amazing. That's how you utilize Ricochet. Yeah. Just have him do a lot of cool and things. And that's probably what his role is going to be in the ladder match. Yes. Not winner, though, because no. he, he climbed games. it and,
1: uh, and knocked Andrade off. And uh, and grab the briefcase and he still had it backstage.
3: Yeah, I know. An interview. He's totally not winning. If you touched that briefcase <laughs> before him in the bank. Not you might only, win only did
1: he touch it, he went backstage with it and did a dot com. So interview. all the
3: participants. Let's see who's touched the briefcase so far. Ricochet has too many people, man. I think just Ricochet. Oh, is it just Ricochet? But who's touched the ladder? That's another thing. Baron it. climbed it. Oh, Baron climbed it. He's not winning. Wait a second. Did Ricochet touch Ricochet? It on Raw? No, he just knocked Baron off. Okay. So, I was going to say, maybe the two cancel each other out. So Ricochet, whoever's ever touched the ladder in a non-match capacity, they're not winning. So that means Ricochet's not winning, Baron's not winning, and Andrade's not winning. Because he started to climb.
1: Plus Andrade won last night.
3: Yeah. So that leaves Sammy. He's no. not going to win. Drew. Well, it's Drew. Drew's going to win. We both know Mustafa, that. Finn, or Randy. Yeah, it's got to be Drew. It's going to be Drew. It's got to be Drew. really has to be Drew. Yeah.
1: He's a big, big star. And he's the kind of guy who can be wild card number one which means you're on both shows opening the show with a promo.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The wild card rule just ruins SmackDown.
3: All right. Let's see here. Next, uh, Carmella iPhone promo. She talked about winning uh, Money in the Bank the first year, not once, but twice. It says she's going to do the three-peat now. Yeah. Well, that's good. Good confidence
1: After that, sorry, she has something to add? No. <laughs> I do like that she's bringing up that first one, though. You want to dive into the details on that one, Carmela? Probably not. You're a good uh, guy now.
3: Yeah. After that, uh, Kofi and Xavier Woods are backstage. Uh, Kofi goes, says to Xavier, hey, I'm going to go out there tonight in this KO show and handle my business. I really like that. I know you're not 100%. Don't worry about it. I got it. Yeah. When these guys, because
1: of their chemistry, when they interact, it kind of just feels like improv, you know? Yeah, I know. Sometimes it's just you know but then that's like the outlier you know that's like the one time out of 20 we I get know. that just done i know
3: i know anyway owens kind of feels that way at times too
1: owens feels totally natural i mean a lot of them do i don't know i don't want to be too bitchy it's just vince has been giving me reasons to be bitchy about totally it lately. I,
3: hey man you can be critical being critical isn't the same as being negative
1: yeah i know i just have a negative feeling
3: towards it these days that's fine you know don't don't fake it i'm not faking it be real after that, we had like a weird kind of introductory promo from Charlotte to throw to a video package. And the video package was cool and all, but it seemed like Charlotte doing the promo in advance seemed completely superfluous. Hey, Steven Larson, this is Charlotte with my Matt Chat question. Uh, here's a recap of my feud with Becky Lynch going back to her days with NXT. Uh, I feel like I should have the upper hand in all the titles. Uh, what's your opinion on this? <laughs>
1: Uh, How do you feel about that? No, she just says, "I feel like I should have the, all the titles," and then it cuts out, and it's like, "Wait, what's the question?" Does she have a question in that? <laughs> Look at the video promo. Did, was there a question in there? After that, there was a Lacey Evans promo. This is the first time that I sort of felt like Lacey came off as a bit awkward. Yeah, she was just sort of talking to the camera. I think she. I think she. I think
3: she thrives in the in front of an audience. Yes, I agree. And bouncing off people. Yes, agreed. I
1: think she does. Um, so just her and a camera this and felt, some cameraman breathing heavy. This felt pretty stilted. It did. Yeah, it did. I did like the collection of
3: hats she had behind her. On the you know, wall. you
1: know what it might That's be. A nice detail. You know what it might be? What? When you're bouncing off somebody, your lines make more sense. When it's just you and a camera guy, kind of like with Braun, when you, it's just you and a camera guy and you have like a freaking five minute
3: soliloquy to it's, get through. It's like acting in front of a green screen. There's nothing to bounce off if you can't, you can't, you're not immersed in an environment. Yeah. And it seems like they're focusing more on that kind of promo of late. Like all these straight to camera promos. Mm-hmm. It's very old school. Yeah. Like, they really need to mix up their presentation. I get other thing from the Keller thing was apparently, like, they wanted very different presentations for each show in terms of of production. Again, great idea. Give me the the fly-on-the-wall TNA stuff. That's the best thing TNA ever did. Whoever just had Mustafa Ali produce... All his name promo. Craig Mitchell, the guy who shoots the stuff, I think that's his name. Is
1: that his name? I think so. Who's the guy who does the Chronicle Performance Center stuff? Oh, that's a different thing. Whoever dude. you have doing that Performance Center uh, yeah. channel yeah. C- uh, commercial they have, the yeah. ad for it, is so well done. I know. It's so beautiful. You have that at your disposal. I Why know, wouldn't man. you
3: feature it? Like even the, uh, the, the WB uh, Netherlands uh, Twitter uh, page, yeah. they shoot their stuff with the DSLR. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. Uh, after that, we had Alistair Black
1: in a yes. promo. Did he reference Shakespeare in this? Yes, he's the, the bard. The bard, yeah. And then was he doling out some lines? Towards the end, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Um a I was sense like, about masking his villainy in something? Yeah. They're like, what are you going to do this week, Alistair? I'll read some Shakespeare, maybe. I just read Hamlet for the 10th time. <laughs>
3: You know, I'm pretty sure he didn't reference Hamlet.
1: Yeah, I don't know I don't know where the lines
3: were from. Yeah, I'm really not that well-read Shakespeare. Have, I should have looked them up. Inurines. I'm not that, that well-read.
1: After that, we had... What are you looking I'm at? I'm
3: double-checking the dude. I'm going to give the dude that does Mustafa Ali's stuff credit because he does really good, good. work. So good. I'm going through Mustafa Ali's Twitter timeline to make sure I get the name right. Awesome. I'm well pretty done. sure it's Craig Mitchell, but I going to make thorough, sure I get the right name. Thorough. Yeah, Craig Mitchell. Craig Mitchell. Yep. He does good work. As does Mustafa Ali. Next.
1: We had the tag match. Shane, Elias, Daniel Bryan, Rowan. Versus well, the, issue, the Uso's with this and Rain.
3: issue with this match is, I mean, we all know the WWE tag match was really formulaic. Uh, face gets isolated, gets beat up a lot. Hot tag. Uh, uh, face makes a comeback. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But it was just 20 minutes of Jay Uso getting beat up. Yeah. There wasn't no. a whole lot of ebb and flow in it. No. Like, I felt like Jay was in the match pretty much the entire time. I was just surprised that Roman didn't win. To be honest with you. Yeah.
1: Like if Roman's in a match, I I thoroughly expect him to win, and he didn't. So I was like, okay, well that's cool.
3: Yeah, Shane hit a coast to coast.
1: He yeah. hit a coast to coast on Jay, and he won. Yeah, that was cool. With that I thought I thought especially towards the finish. You're right, you're right. But I thought towards the finish it really really. Picked oh, it picked up. up yeah, it, really well, it wasn't it wasn't
3: boring by any stretch of the imagination. I yeah, didn't, not. It was really long, but it, it just it didn't feel like there was a whole lot of ebb and flow in it. Yeah, yeah. It was just Jay getting beat up, working the leg because early on he sold a leg injury.
1: I really enjoy how they're booking uh, uh, Rowan. Mm-hmm. Uh, as just the, the big mom, like I, they're booking him stronger. I yeah. like that. Yeah, you know.
3: Um, uh, after the match ends, uh, Miz, Miz runs down, down, down the ring yeah. with a chair. Shane flees, uh, and then the faces clear the ring of the heels.
1: Good stuff. It was after <laughs> the match. I mean, like here's the thing: is
3: like Shane said, if Miz comes down during the match, <laughs> I mean the big match canceled, but he waited till the bell rang. Yeah. Match over. Yeah. Then he could run down with he chair. He could do that. Yeah. He could do that. He did it.
1: Good job. And on top of that, it's the Go Home. What are they going to announce on Twitter? The match is canceled because Miz came down. Well, after I wouldn't the put match.
3: it past him, man. I wouldn't put it past him. You're you know right something of that it. magnitude on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, next, the uh, same f- episode of Firefly Funhouse we'd seen prior. No, this
1: is a brand new
3: one. Brand new to SmackDown. And Corey Graves called a brand new one. We had never seen this before. Again, I, I think people like uh, Vince thinks people who watch Raw just watch Raw, who watch SmackDown just watch SmackDown. <laughs> he
1: thinks, that, yeah, he thinks that the brand split is an audience split too. Yeah. What are you talking about? We got plenty of viewers. We got two million over on Raw and an additional different, completely separate almost two
3: million on 2 SmackDown.
1: Million on SmackDown, that's almost four million viewers. <laughs> we're in the money. Money.
3: Uh, yeah, it's the same one.
1: They're they're bringing out Goldberg, man. Because they don't have any, st- <laughs> haven't built up any stars.
3: No, they're bringing out Goldberg oh, because someone in the Saudi sports authority wants to see Goldberg on the show. You
1: know why though? Because
3: yeah, I know they haven't invested because in they don't want to see anybody. That that they've Exactly. I know, I know, and WB wonders why their ratings are in the garbage. Look, man, I know comments say are probably be like, oh, you guys are like,
1: they're positive, they're being negative. I can't help it. I really can't. Read that Variety article, and I'm like. It could be so much better. And it's not even like, oh, I'm fantasy booking. I'd rather see this guy get pushed. It's not that. It's like everybody who's getting pushed, I'm fine with them getting pushed, except for Lars Sullivan. It's just the stories are just so dull, and they could be making money, just so much more money than they're if even they just, making if right they now. Even
3: if, if Vince pushed himself, took a or little bit not. of risk. Maybe they'd be making the exact same amount of money. I don't know. Who knows? What Who do knows? I know? Well, I mean, like, they, they, you could definitely, you, you can definitely say that they're shooting themselves in the foot by – just adhering to the status quo, more or less, despite the fact that the ship is sinking. It just well. What the thing is, you you need growth, man.
1: I mean, anybody for long-term viability, you need growth. My well, mentioned in
3: their eyes, like the, there's growth in the one metric that matters most, and that's money. I guess so. I guess money. So. Uh, worry about it five years from now. Probably. Um, did you notice anything different in this Firefly Funhouse? Anything else pop out to you? A detail that you missed the first time. No I thought of another reason why something seemed to miss for me But then I forgot it Okay. No, um, Ryan
1: Satin though did post um, Screenshots of The fella who apparently was A big part of designing the mask I think he's actually the designer of the mask um, He posted on Facebook And his interactions with Bray Wyatt And uh, Bray just does seem like The most creative guy mm-hmm. and The most enthusiastic guy mm-hmm. About wrestling and and what they're doing And uh, and it seemed, he seemed like an absolute joy to work with, according yeah, to this yeah. individual. I'm going to give him credit now there too. There you go for the mask. And he mentioned he did mention. He said, you know, I, I know a lot of people. He said a lot of people have come to me with uh, a variety of questions about inspiration. Or he's seen people saying, "Oh, it's like you know, it's the Joker, it's Slipknot." And he says, "Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of inspiration. There's a lot of inspiration there from a lot of different sources." Um, and so he he had noted a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, let's see here. Let me get on Young Ryan Satin's. Um, next, we had a couple of promos while well, you looked that up uh, from women's uh, the women's participants in the Money in the Bank ladder match. First, Ember Moon, mm-hmm. um, and then Bailey. Lots of all lead on his timeline. Um, but uh, rather than have them actually involved in the show, a couple of iPhone promos.
1: Yeah, this sort of puts into doubt. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were sort of hiding Bailey because the the win will be more surprising. To me, it just still makes sense for her to win and then and then cash in. but pff, Well, I mean, if she wins, time.
3: there's no cash in that, on in the same night. At this you point. don't think so? No, I don't think so. Why is that? Because I don't feel like there's any momentum behind it. There's just no momentum. It's one of those things that, that if it happens, it'll be shocking because it happened, but not shocking because storyline led to it, per se. I know there's pieces in place with the whole Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, Matt stuff that happened a few weeks back. I understand yeah. that. But they weren't really built upon that whatsoever.
1: Yeah, but you know how they are, man. Yeah, Sh- no, they're going to do shocking, shocking moment, moment for the
3: sake of a shocking moment.
1: Yeah, Kyle A. Scarborough gotcha on on Facebook is feeling motivated. People still do that; they still do the is feeling thing on Facebook. Good for him. But it, it's a very, very cool take on. It's a very interesting um, look into the process of it all, and, and it's really fun to to listen to a guy talk about it. Yeah. Read him talk
3: about it. Uh, next, Kyrie Sane and Asuka taking on Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. And the iconics were on commentary. Um, before the match began, Paige dropped a promo and dubbed <clears throat> the team of Kyrie and Asuka the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah. So.
1: Uh, immediately, actually, when the spoilers were starting to leak out of good old UK, the O2. Yeah, 02. we
3: were over there doing some fun wrestling in W, Steve w. And then, so we have like a, a, on
1: Twitter, we have, for all of our lovely mods, we mm-hmm. have a mod chat mm-hmm. uh, thread. And Larson said, Oh dear, I'm about, I'm watching them break the news to Karen right now. In real time, yeah. In real time that <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> and then we saw her explode. The way, the way we figured she would. Yeah. And we were all kind of exploding because we were like, really?
3: Yeah. That's
1: the best you can come up with? That's the best you can come up with? And then today, Paige tweeted out.
3: Well, last night, I think, after... Oh, I mean, I saw it this morning. Maybe it was this morning. Oscar tweeted out. Um, here, I'll pull it up. You can do. You can talk about the Page bit.
1: So Paige tweeted out. Essentially, I'll paraphrase uh, that she says, the, the girls... In response to somebody. Yeah, the somebody girls was- picked the names the name themselves uh and then what did oscar say
3: uh oscar tweeted uh kabuki mono and the definition of it uh and i apologize for if i mispronounce any of this stuff uh or uh Edo, edo period eccentric who attracted public attention with their hair catching clothes eye catching clothes sorry peculiar hairstyle and weird behavior with three pictures of herself in her ring and entrance gear
1: All right, so uh, to get a more educated take on this, like I said earlier in the show, I asked uh, Karen to uh, send us her thoughts about this um, instead of arranging for a a plane ticket with two hours in advance. Or to zoom her in. To zoom her in somehow. We need like a hologram. That'd be cool. They got holographic communication devices so we can have like a little Karen right here. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) That'd be kind of cool just chilling with us. Hey, Karen, how you doing Hey, guys. Anyway, so this is what she has to say. Hey, friendo. Sorry I missed the live streams this week. It's the second busiest week of the year at my real job. Steven Larson asked me to provide a little perspective as to the issues surrounding the big reveal of Kyrie and Asuka as the Kabuki Warriors. I'll be the first to admit that I was rather upset upon hearing the news. But here is a little perspective as to why. <clears throat> Since Kyrie's call up, I have been frustrated that Asuka and Kyrie have been assigned Paige as their manager, hype woman, advocate and mouthpiece. When both women were in NXT, they were given the opportunity to speak for themselves and worked hard to improve their English. Cutting a promo is difficult in one's first language, and for all the grief people give the full-sale crowd, when they spoke, we quietly listened, which is totally true. Um... Since they're pairing with Paige, neither Kyrie nor Asuka have really been given the opportunity to cut promos in the ring. They have someone speaking for them in English, but not someone who also speaks their language. It sends a message to the fans that Kyrie and Asuka are incapable of communicating their goals and desires as a tag team because English is their second language the reveal of the kabuki warriors could have been better handled largely in its execution with all the vast resources available in wwe they elected to have a non-japanese advocate announce the new team name at a pre-taped show abroad without an explanation behind the name selection it made it seem like Paige was unveiling a new car and not presenting the next dominant women's tag team in wwe
3: um can i interrupt for a second please do uh did you notice when Paige said the name for the first time she said it I don't know. It seemed like she was very hesitant to say it. Did you notice that? So I
1: didn't, but I take your word for it because I was. I I think I was like I had. I was on my little phone for a second. I think I was more because I took a screenshot of them coming out as their individual names, and I I texted or I tweeted it. I DM'd it into the mod chat, and I was like, okay, so good so far, and then I kind of it dawned on me. Oh, they're gonna reveal it. They're going to do a thing. And so I think I was bracing myself, but mm-hmm. I take your I take your I, word. Mean, I, I
3: could be completely off, but it felt like page was a bit hesitant. That, that, that could name, be. That
1: totally could be. So she continues. It wasn't Kyrie and Oscar announcing to the world uh, that they wanted honor that they wanted to honor their heritage by using the lesser known meaning of Kabuki, which is which led to international outrage because outside of Japan, its interpretation isn't conveyed in popular media. Throw kabuki into a search engine, you're going to get the art form definition, one of which prohibited women from acting in part for, in part of for over 200 years. Also, while Asuka wears a mask, that is a tribute to no theater, N-O-H theater, a, mask, a masked performance art while kabuki actors wear extreme makeup. It is just confusing to those not familiar with Japanese culture, and it shouldn't be upon the fans to explain it to one another. Honor the culture, but make sure you explain why. Oscar shouldn't have had to explain the lesser-known meaning of Kabuki mono, which has a different meaning from Kabuki theater, in a tweet when they could have when they could have done all this ahead of time with a single video package. The definition Oscar provides is Edo period eccentric who attracted public attention with their eye-catching clothes, peculiar hairstyle, and weird behavior. Without any explanation of this difference of interpretation, it is only natural that people can perceive it as lazy and racist. People had the same mixed response with show and yo and ring of honor as the tempura boys, largely because there wasn't explanation as to why they selected that naming with all the amazing work. The WWE PC team performance performance center team is putting together is putting together a compelling video. There isn't a team who can do the same for main roster superstars. Question mark. Sorry, I read that wrong. Uh, If you are going to take away their voices on live TV, find an alternative way to present them by letting them use their own words and language. WWE Japan has been releasing backstage promos in Japanese between Kyrie and Asuka ever since Kyrie's call up. But even with the vast resources of the WWE, no one is bothering to subtitle this for the Western audience. They were genuinely excited to finally feel validated at the Kabuki Warriors because it made them feel like an official tag team, not just two Japanese women thrown together. Why wasn't this or any of their other Japanese material subtitled in English so the fans could understand their story? Considering the characters of Asuka, the Empress, and Kairi the pirate the pirate princess, this sudden name assignment without the proper clarification is wildly is widely is wildly the issue especially considering WWE's track record with international talent. C also mentioned in the mod chat, that's kind of the thing is that WWE has already had so many strikes against yes. them in terms of naming people and presentation yes. of international stars yes. that it, you don't give them the benefit of the doubt. No. Uh, why many jump to the offensive is largely in part to how fans of the shows behave, especially towards the international talent. I have been to NXT house shows while both Asuka and Kyrie were in, in NXT, and had to listen to fans say absolutely sexist and racist things to them during matches, including geisha jokes and mentions of Pearl Harbor. Calling outraged fans ignorant or so-called fans because they came to the defense of Asuka and Kyrie should not be an issue because racism in the US and abroad, along with the sexual comments made about them is the greater concern. Don't make it about damage control or having their manager advocate mouthpiece. Do it for them. If Kyrie and Oscar chose the name and as an homage to Japanese culture and the kick-ass Joshi tag teams, of the 80s and 90s, right on. But let them tell that story to the universe. Give them that platform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So thank you very much, Karen. Yes. That's a that's a, that's a long piece and yes. it's a very well thought out. I, one.
3: I, we definitely appreciate uh, her perspective on all that. Absolutely. And yeah, if, if, if the situation is a name that they chose, mm-hmm. as Paige said then you got to make that clear in the announcement.
1: You have to make it clear and you have to, there has to be some education. Yes. There, you know? Yes. So, uh, so yeah, they had a match mm-hmm. against, uh, oh, so then there was a Mandy and Sonya promo. Um, they sort of said their bit uh, and the Iconics were on commentary. Yes. And there was some awkward chatter on commentary about the name too. Yeah. Like I think Byron said something like it, d- d- the name doesn't matter. It's the talent behind the name. It was just a lot of awkwardness there, a yeah. lot of awkward talk. I mean, the Iconics were totally in character doing their thing. They said, you know, what do you think about the name yeah. Hate it. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're going to say that about anything. Yes. They're in character. But some of it was
3: obviously just Vince, just in the ear. Ah, bad name doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. That's, that's his idea of, I guess, damage control? I guess. It's like, hey, there might be some blowback from this name. Let's just have someone say, oh, the name doesn't really matter. It's the talent. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, thanks
3: again, Karen. That was that was fantastic. Thank you very much.
1: Danny Gray asked, Can you post that piece that Karen wrote? Yes, we will make sure that it's either she we'll put in the, on our
3: we can put it on our Patreon maybe and just make it public. That's a good idea. Patreon.com
1: forward slash Stephen Larson. Yeah, after the show we can do that. And then we'll also we'll put Karen's uh info in the description. Yes. Um so if she wants to post it on her Twitter, you totally, know obviously totally. she's she can do that Obviously, yeah, yeah. we'll have a thing.
3: Yeah, those really, really well thought out, well written. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Karen's the best. Karen is the absolute best. She is the best. Little hologram of fur right? That'd be here. fantastic. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> we just need uh, to get our hands on that sort of technology. Steve. I think that'd be awesome. I've seen it on this show called Star Trek. I've seen it on something called Star Wars too. Awesome. Yeah, but in Star Wars it's like phasing in and out. Well, I mean, it's, 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 jank. it's the you know, the that, that that particular world is mm-hmm. is is been more or less decimated by uh, war. Yeah. So things don't work as well as they probably should. Excuses,
1: excuses. Uh, Cool match. Some miscommunication between Sonya Deville and Mandy Well, yeah,
3: Mandy, like Sonya hits a spine buster. Sonya Deville's really good. I love her. She's fantastic. I think she's a gem. Like, in terms of the character work, her promo, she comes off as very natural, very genuine. I like her ring work. I like, I really like that they... Even if you don't pay attention to, like,
1: their social media, which you should, because they do have a very good chemistry. It's obvious they like each other. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, that they're legitimately friends, yes.
1: On screen as well, they do a really good – I mean, and I think it's honestly just sort of an element of them being them, kind of in this similar aspect to the New Day. Yeah. It's obvious that they like each other. And it's obvious that Sony and Mandy like each other. They just have that vibe. And I think that the writers, I think creative – Vince, whoever – has done a decent job of letting them be them. Even when Mandy was approaching Sonya and saying, hey, I want to do that because uh, Mandy's like the more conniving one and Sonya's the more, you know, straight up one. Yeah. Uh,
3: I, I like it. I think it's good. Do you think it's a matter of, of them being trusted or Vince paying closer attention to other storylines?
1: Yeah. That's more likely. Mm-hmm. That's more likely.
3: Yeah, that'd be... Sony is really good, though. She's, she's fantastic. Really, yeah, she's really good. She's really good. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that they love donuts. I know. That's awesome, too. That's their thing. That's the the They have, like, a, a road vlog where they go and try d- different donut shops. Mm, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Sony hits a spine buster, and Mandy's on the apron saying, tag me in, tag me in. I'm going to get mm. the win." done. like, all right, fine. Tags are in. Uh, Asuka, or sorry, Mandy tries to do kind of like a, a, a roll-up for the pin. Asuka counters with the crucifix pin. Asuka gets the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hubris for Mandy Rose. Hubris. Costs them the match. Hubris. After this, uh, we had a quick shot of, of Kayla acting on nervous because she has to interview Lars Sullivan. Uh, we get a Lars vignette, and then this interview where Kayla tries to ask him a question. She's apparently just petrified with fear, and she walks away. Yeah, and then she got on a bodybuilding message board and wrote some nasty things
1: about Lars Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, what do you want me to say? I just got fined $100,000 because I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was kind of dry. I was like, oh, God, really him now? At least, you know, give it a week or two. Right, right? Give it a couple weeks. I
3: know. Or maybe they're just like, He's not hey. doing anything in Money of the Bank. I know. Unless the, the idea is he can come out during the Money in Bank match and like, lay everybody out or something. I, I don't hope. know. No, they
0: can't do that.
3: Just for the sake of having him seem like a huge destructive monster.
1: Yeah, rethink that whole
3: thing. Just give him a couple weeks off.
4: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today, or visit Angie dot com. That's A N G I dot com.
3: Reapproach it in a couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I
1: really, I really do enjoy the Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston stuff.
3: Oh, this is good because so next we had a, 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 a Owens promo two camera, so he's talking. Um, and he's bringing up that, uh, you know, essentially, Kofi, you won that title because of the New Day. Mm-hmm. But you're in a situation now, Big E's out, Xavier Woods is out. You have to defend this title by yourself. Let's mm-hmm. see if you can do it. Essentially, prove that you're a uh, championship material Yeah, by yourself. Yep. Kevin Owens doesn't think he he is. And as he's about to continue talking, hear the New Day's theme playing thankfully in the background not the arena feed yeah all <laughs> right yeah which happened a couple weeks back and really bothered me yeah uh he's interrupted uh kofi makes his way down to the ring we go to commercial we come back and i really like this that there's two chairs in the ring and kofi's just chilling he's got his feet up and uh he says you know hey this is kevin owen's show i'm here first uh and then he's the one that introduces Kevin Owens.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. That was good. That was really good. He gets the position of Tables power. Tables
3: have been turned. Yeah, that's good. Um, Kevin Owens, no shows. But then he shows up in the Titan Tron. And again, he says, Owens uh, says, Kofi, you're only champion because of the New Day. And he throws to a video package, uh, kind of highlighting all that. Um, and then Kofi says, I'm tired of you talking, Owens. Um, you, you come out here. And then Owens uh, says, all right, fine. So he disappears from the, the Titan Tron. Emerges on the ramp. He pulls a Lacey Evans, walks down, walks back, walks down, walks back. Yeah, he does like a triple Abe Simpson. (laughs) Um, Eventually, Kofi gives chase up the ramp. They brawl a bit, and then Sami Zayn comes out. He's the fourth wild card. That's terrible. Uh, He lays out Kofi, and then him and Owens beat him up. Um, Owens goes for an apron powerbomb, and then Xavier Woods comes down. He makes the save. He gets tossed into the ring post. Dong. Dong. Um, uh, Eventually, it ends up where Owens... Has Kofi in the corner, after beating up her a bit, he starts start talking a bunch of trash. It's actually like the fifth, technically the fifth wild card. Yeah, probably. You count Usos as two or one? Uh, Elias.
1: Oh, I forgot about the Usos. <laughs> We're looking at like six wild cards. Elias. Ms. Elias. Miz. Uso. Let's, let's count the Usos, Usos. As one. Ricochet. Yeah. So Sammy's the fifth.
3: Fifth. Fast and loose, man. Like we thought it would happen. So he's talking a bunch of trash to Kofi in the corner. Goes for a cannonball. Kofi gets out of the way. Sammy lays into Kofi. He goes for a haluva kick. Kofi evades. I think sending Cam- uh, Sammy over the top rope. Um, and then hits uh, Zayn with Trouble in Paradise. Meanwhile, Owens has left the ring and gone up the ramp. Yeah. And so the show ends with Kofi talking trash. To Kevin Owens from the ring. Mm-hmm. So the math says Kofi loses at Money in the Bank. Uh, but I
1: know, so like, he wasn't standing. I don't. think He wasn't. S-
3: I'll get into this more on a predictions episode, which we're gonna we'll first see tomorrow morning, we're gonna shoot later today. It's two ways they can go with this, and I feel like the way they're gonna go is is while Kevin Owens was talking trash to Zayn or to, to Kofi in the corner, he was like, Well, maybe I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. So Sammy Zayn will probably try to get himself involved. Mm-hmm. Xavier Woods will probably come out to even the odds. Eventually, I feel like Kofi will retain. Um, and then maybe at the next pay per view, which is Extreme Rules, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it is.
1: They'll either do a Last Man Standing or a well, cage the, match. A
3: cage match, something where outside interference is now the possibility. Yeah, disallowed.
1: Yeah, they could do. I mean, given how, given how we're gonna have two Money in the Bank matches, which both like are going to have definitive finishes, we might have yeah. a cash in. Yeah, they could do a DQ here, and I don't think anybody would really care that much because, like. The other three big men, Seth, AJ is going to be a definitive finish. Yeah. With Seth definitively winning. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have enough moments that this could be a DQ. Although <clears throat> I get the feeling that they probably want to give Kofi win
3: after win after win mm-hmm. to solidify the the legacy here. Mm-hmm. And there's also. Which the, I think uh, they've done a good job of so yeah. far. Before the next uh, pay per view as well, there's the Saudi Arabia show um yes so who knows how that's going to play and everything too
1: well according to some sources goldberg is going to win going to beat kofi gosh i hope not
3: (laughs) i love wrestling journalism journalism uh let's answer some questions steve zach hughes 94 some questions why doesn't wwe push elias the dude is jacked he has a look and has decent mic skills uh, I think just the nature of his gimmick holds him back a bit. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on a second. The man has a match against the
1: franchise of the company yeah, right now. Yeah, that's a decent push. But well, she will lose. Bank.
3: But I guess he means, why isn't Elias winning some titles for himself?
1: Uh, I think they probably feel, and I kind of agree with this, that the nature of Elias really
3: doesn't need to be about titles. So why bother? Well, I also feel like the nature of his gimmick, they think, well, he's he's... A borderline comedy gimmick wrestler, you don't really usually put belts on comedy gimmick wrestlers.
1: It doesn't really usually work. Mm -mm. Like he's he's a very effective I mean, I guess he'd be we don't there's not a whole lot of like would you consider the icon god the iconics don't even win matches though. No. (laughs) Like the chicken shit heel. Who's a chicken shit heel these days?
3: Other than the iconics?
1: Yeah. And they just lose. They don't even like a chicken shit. Like cheats to win. Yeah, I know. But wins. Elias is kind of that. Kind of. He's the
3: kind of guy who he's when, picked up enough wins on his own that he's not quite there. He doesn't have any cronies to help him win matches. Yeah, either. but you turn you turn
1: your back and you get a, you're gonna get a guitar yeah. to the head. That's kind of chicken shit. I feel like he, he sort of occupies that mm-hmm. space a little bit, and I'm not sure that belts really ever work good on that. I like no, get, don't get me wrong. I I really like. Elias. Yeah,
3: I think he's got a lot of he's got a lot of the tools you need for a championship wrestler. I just feel like the gimmick he's settled with currently that works really well for him. Totally, it works. And, I mean, that's he, that's a that's a good spot for him to be. Yeah, and and his performances night after night are outstanding. Nonetheless, I just feel like based on the gimmick he's slotted in a certain position in the company, and that's not championships.
1: Yeah. But it's a good spot for him. Yeah,
3: but the thing is, I think it, it'd be easy enough to tweak the character a bit, where he can keep ninety percent of what he does, and then pivot to uh, you know more of a championship tier wrestle, not world championship. I think per that say, but could happen. Totally, I
1: think that could happen. Sure, but just the way the, right. he's got all the tools for just sure. Just the way
3: the gimmicks constitute now, I don't think it's in the cards. Yeah, and now that means losing the musical aspect, making himself not as comedic per se, or just mm-hmm. making him less of a chicken shit heel. I don't know what. Needs to needs to be gone, but some aspect of it has to change before he can break through into title contention Yeah, Uh, Adrian C. Bray versus Alistair Black makes sense right down the road Not right now because Bray can't lose his first feud. Mm. Alistair can't lose his first feud in like a year and a half, sure, but not now.
1: Wow, we had a nine day no botch streak. Wow, that's impressive. That is impressive. According to Cody Miles here in the Discord.
3: Wow, that's a record for us.
1: By the way, for YouTube channel members, just the other day I did post a link to the Discord so you can have access to that as well, just like the
3: $1 patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan Spencer, who should Buddy Murphy's first feud be with? So during a commercial break on a recent episode of SmackDown Live, he called out Mustafa Ali. Uh, we haven't seen Buddy Murphy on TV since he was brought to the SmackDown roster. That is
1: correct Yeah
3: But he and Mustafa Ali Always put on amazing matches Oh so.
1: man yeah That should be his first feud too Absolutely
3: uh, Pancakes and hammers I love the content Y'all provide And appreciate all the hard work You both put in Keep it up guys Thank you very much Pancakes top. and hambur- hammers Top, top guy
1: Hafty <laughs> Top guy Hafty asks What if and This is more a your reality Than a my reality All Ali crushes WWE in a year mm. Just listen Tables turn Yeah they force a six hundred million dollar a year deal from TNT. Mm-hmm. Just and, and WWE just sinks to the ground. They get ten thousand viewers a week. Yeah, right. They're streaming exclusively on Twitch at this point. Yes. Would we have to rebrand our show to going in Elite? Yeah.
3: Really? Hell yeah, man!
1: I think no way. We're going in Raw. No
3: man, we're all in. <laughs> it's a conversation i have to have yes uh, Dylan Haggett Vince doesn't want people to be spontaneous because he loses control I'm sure that's part of it also which guy will do the crazier move Mustafa Ali or Ricochet oh man they better not get into a contest I feel like Ali will do the crazier move yeah. in terms of putting his body on the line Ricochet might do the more spectacular move yes moves. uh
1: Big money GM says, uh, "I think I think things are noticeably worse in the past, however many years. Oh, sorry. I think things are noticeably worse than the past, however many years. Viewer numbers exemplify that, or maybe are evidence of that. But I also believe writing across the board in entertainment has dipped in 2019. Uh, and then he goes on to complain about Avengers and Game of Thrones. <laughs> 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 but he ends with saying Raw has bored me more than the past than in the past 20 years I've been watching.
3: Okay." Uh, Mr. Ollie B twenty seven. This money is for Larson to buy a Liverpool top, not Steve to buy a Spurs one. I'm not gonna act like I'm a Liverpool fan. So thank you, Mr. Ollie B. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, I've got I've got
1: Prince David on my side, man. He's well, a Hotspurs guy. Good
3: for you. Real. Good for you. Top guy. Have to, I'm says, not gonna sit here and claim to know anything about uh European soccer, correct. football. Sorry. Right.
1: He says, seriously, though, fix the intro with Charlotte repeating herself. But she did repeat herself. She that's did. not, we don't play it again.
3: No, that's a separate thing.
1: She. It's her realizing that she says this. She says, uh, she said, going in raw. She said, you're watching Going in Raw. And then earlier in the conversation, when I told her the name of the, of going the show. Going in Raw, that sounds terrible. She said, going in raw, that sounds terrible.
3: Yeah. Uh, Kuya Paul says, for human luggage, use cans to weigh bags. Sorry, I meant to send this yesterday. I guess this is a reference to our conversation about a... The weight of the, our our luggage when we were returning from All In last year.
1: Wait, what's that? Use cans to weigh to weigh bags. Use cans? I don't know.
3: Cans. What does that mean? I don't know. Oh, okay. Cameron Bort thirteen. What male and female superstar has the most to gain by winning Money in the Bank? Who has the most to gain?
1: Alex C here in Discord says, "I know it probably won't happen, but how about Sammy with the briefcase and a really shaky alliance with Champ Owen, well oh, with Champion Owens?
3: Mm. That I mean, could be fun. That could be a that, yeah. that'd be a fun gimmick there. Yeah, yeah. who has the most to gain by winning May the Bank? Like I feel like Drew, Mustafa Ali. Yeah, he regained that momentum that he seemingly lost when he got hurt. He kind of lost it. Yeah, I, was th- I would think Mustafa as well because like Drew, you can book him to be top guy pretty easily." Pretty easily. Mustafa Ricochet. Yeah. It's Mustafa Ricochet. But I feel like it's Mustafa because he had something and he lost it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mustafa yeah. for sure. On the women's side, Ember Moon. Found the cure for the plague of the 20th century and I lost it. I feel like she should be up in the title picture. Uh, BreakingControllers.com, they're called Kabuki, but Asuka wears a no mask. Yeah, we Karen mentioned that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I'm going to head over to the Smackdown thread uh, over on Patreon.
3: Mr. Ollie B says Vince doesn't put subtitles because he thinks we can't read. That's a possibility. Yeah.
1: Wolfpack for life. Which Cultaholic member has the highest going in raw math? We don't have to sit here and do math on everybody, but. Uh... Well, Pacitti likes staying in really bad hotels, yeah. so he's low. I think it has to be Ross, right? Probably Ross. I think he was the guy who didn't they send him like a cease and desist for trying to use King Ross. When you're getting big companies send you cease and desists. That's strong kayfabe right there. That's strong kayfabe. I think, yep. yeah. Plus he shouted out us a couple times. Several times, yes. So he gets, yeah, highest. Ross. Wrath. Yeah, Ross. He's probably like a 10
3: plus. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Maybe. I mean, think about it. Promo,
3: inter- it's all 10. Yeah, he was considered royalty at one point. So yeah. Legacy's like an 11. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Smith. How are wildcard spots decided in kayfabe? I just feel like you everybody show up.
1: runs to Gorilla.
3: Yeah, it's it's, it's like uh, when there's an open challenge, everybody runs to Gorilla and just who is first through the curtain. So you show up at the arena, and then there's like a whiteboard. It has mm-hmm. like
1: the open wild card spots. You see if you can get yours in. Sammy's like, hey, Kevin's like, hey, Sammy, can you show up tonight? I'm gonna need your help against New Day. Sammy says, well, go over to the whiteboard. Are there any wild card spots left? I know.
3: If not, write my name in there. Put my name in there. Make sure it's the fourth spot, though. And then Kevin Owens is like... So Michael uh, Cole knows to say he's the fourth wild card, even though there's already been four. Kevin Owens is
1: like, no, it says Mojo's number four. And he's like, well, just erase that.
3: Just cross that off. it's a whiteboard. Yeah, you can just cross it off. And just stay pat by the whiteboard. Guard it so no one takes my fourth spot. Yeah. Tom Talks rubbish. Uh, favorite Chris Jericho match? <laughs>
1: Oh, the one where
3: uh, Shawn Michaels got so bloody. Oh, they yeah. They banned, they banned blood. <laughs> they banned blood. Yeah, that was a good match. <laughs> that was really good. There you go. Uh, Tom Talks Rubbish. I, w-
1: I will say this, though. Mm. His uh, match against Kenny Omega. At uh, Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. That was so special. It was. Because it was like, oh, he's doing
3: like other stuff that you couldn't do in WWE. Mm-hmm. And Tom Talks Rubbish wants to know our favorite Kurt Angle match. It's gotta be WrestleMania 18 or 19. Made the Lesnar one. Yeah, that was a really good match. He's had a lot of spectacular matches.
1: The one against Shawn Michaels at Mania 20. Oh, that was really good. The
3: finish of that is. And awesome. I got
1: to see live, and I don't remember anything about. Him, the finish but of I that saw was it great. After the fact. Was great. Yes. Uh, let's see here, uh, Matthew Beresick. Uh, what are your thoughts on of entrance music for a tag team made up of single
3: stars? Oh, the, what they do with Oscar and Kyrie's is horrible. It's Pretty bad. Four bars of this song. What's Four bars of that song.
1: Asuka's theme song is all-time great. It's fantastic. Kyrie's is pretty damn good, too. Why don't you go to the CFO dollar sign
3: and have them whip up a new one because they're really good. Here's what you can do. You don't have to just, like, do really bad edits every four bars going between songs. Take musical themes from each. Yeah. Whether it be melody or rhythm, whatever. So weave it's f- them familiar. together so it's familiar, I bet but that'd different be an and awesome seamless. challenge for yes. the CFO to just cutting every few beats. Chop, chop, chop. Yeah. Or every few bars. Yeah. Because it's it's oh it's so bad. Uh
1: the glorious broken sound wave. Please come up with a tag team name for Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan.
3: The Green Experience.
1: Um <laughs> The Green Raiders.
3: The uh, uh, mm, the Green No Deal. The Green No Deal. That's good. <laughs> All right, you win. Green No Deal. That's
1: it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, here we go. Becca English. Uh... <laughs> this is a great question because it's preceded by an awesome statement. I'm kind of jealous my Mexican boyfriend doesn't have a sexy accent like Andrade. (laughs) Who's got the best accent in WWE right now? (laughs) Man, I hope your boyfriend doesn't watch the show. Who's got the best accent? Who's got the best accent? Well, Buddy Murphy sounds like Korg. um so there's that uh boy I love Drew's Scottish oh yeah accent oh yeah oh yeah that's whoa. really good that might be tops for me but then when I hear Andrade speak it's really good it's really good too so I don't know there's a lot of great accents out there yeah man.
3: uh reE and Hoco do you think Bray should also haunt Smackdown? Uh, I don't know if they know where he's going. Should he be above brand? Yeah, that'd be cool. Should He, be he should be perpetual wild card. Wild card. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tom Talks Rubbish. Favorite f- English food only served in England. So no fish and chips. You can get fish and chips here. Well, pretty much anything you can get in England, you can get here. You can get bangers and mash here if you go to our We a, are a cousins in many ways, including including food,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Culinary delights. So you can get shepherd's pie here easily. hmm <sighs> I mean, at
3: World Market, they got my digestives, McVitie's Digestives. Yeah, you can pretty much find anything here. So it's like you go to an English pub, and they serve, typically, if you go to one that's, that tries to be authentic. Man, you know, I love the English pub food. Yeah, it's house. a good place. Oh, man. The yeah, pierogies? Their, their chicken pot pies are really, are really good, because it's got puff pastry on top. Yeah.
1: Um. So, I don't know. Man, you know that new, uh, I think it's a vegan place. Uh They just opened up like in Midtown. Mm. What are they called? Batch? Oh. Batch something or another? They tweeted out this picture of like some, what's it called Batch? What the fuck is it called?
3: There's some good restaurants
1: in Midtown. There are. There totally are. I don't know what it is. They tweeted out this picture of a freaking like loaded fries with like caramelized onions and Mm. freaking some weird vegan cheese. It looked delicious. Yeah. Man, I want to eat it all. I want to all eat wrestling. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going to load it up so you can look at it. Cool. But in the meantime,
3: you find another question. Oh, that's all all I got to hear on the Super Chats. So now I got to go to the Patreon. I wasn't there. I wasn't prepared. (laughs) Uh, Here
1: we go. Uh, Thomas Dunnigan, could Vince be making a huge mistake with using Roman on both Raw and SmackDown? as it seems he's one of the major targets for this wildcard rule. Vince still sees him as a top player in WWE, but could his appearance on both brands lead to the character becoming stale again, resulting in boos like before?
3: Well, if the issue is that the networks demand Roman, who uh, they've been told is the top guy, uh, then it's kind of out of Vince's hands to a certain extent. Hands Again, because they haven't really invested a whole the lot. The
1: burger patch.
3: They haven't invested. Oh, yeah, that does look good. They have invested enough, enough uh, uh, time in developing other stars. They've mortgaged mortgaged the future of the company. That looks good.
1: It's like Impossible Burger. It's plant-based stuff.
3: Yeah, I've had Impossible Burger before. Holy crap. Uh, how many calories do you think that is? It's probably not that dissimilar from a, ha- a hamburger. Of the same size, right? Yeah, like it's, yeah. This is
1: probably like a good 1,500-calorie. Right yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a lot of cheese on that still. Even Holy if it's moly. vegan cheese, it's probably that looks, that fat-based. That looks amazing, though.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's just a byproduct of them mortgaging the entire future of the company on Roman Reigns pretty much. Yeah, we've been saying that for years. Is not a good idea to do that. No. Uh, Rich the Smash Bro with Finn taking the pin, does that show they're losing faith in him already? No. They just, they, they want this Andrade-Finn feud, which I'm all about. I'm totally cool with that, but they, they haven't really been doing much with Finn since he's won that Intercontinental title.
1: No, they haven't. Although I kind of feel like Finn Finn's always kind of like a, a, a really solid backup plan. Or a guy who's sort of in waiting, you know? I mean Or a I, guy they take for granted. <laughs> <laughs> they do, they totally do. He can't go back to New Japan now though because El Fantasmo's there. Yeah. They already have a Finn Balor over yeah, there. And he's the Canadian Finn Balor.
3: Yeah. He's just he just needs to get a real rock and roll type theme, and it's pretty much a done deal. I know. Uh, Emilio Rafael to make Smackdown live feel like a different brand from raw. What significant changes would you make to it? was it the that shoots all their stuff with DSLRs it gives a it real cinematic yet kind of intimate feel Defy does and I think beyond wrestling does I think it.
1: beyond yeah Somebody sent something us a like thing. that
3: make this the presentation how you shoot the matches it's just a little more cinematic I don't know would if you I,
1: would you how go well on.
3: you can do that live, but you could damn yeah. well try like, Man. bring the house down and the crowd low. Get rid of the blue lights. That's a big change. Make it feel more like, you know, an evolution. It felt kind of like uh, the pay-per-view evolution. It, it felt somewhere between a, a televised show and a house show. Have SmackDown have that kind of feel.
1: Can you imagine if they all of a sudden started shooting matches in 24 frames? It'd be beautiful. <laughs> that would be weird, though. It would be weird, but it'd There's be great. it's a weird disconnect there. Do
3: that, and then also, you can't just do traditional uh, promos. you got to do the fly-on-the-wall stuff. Yeah which takes a different approach to writing. But I think, I don't know, imagine like a lot of the stuff Kevin Owens was saying last night, if it was in in, in a conversation with Sami Zayn, and it was shot, mm-hmm. you know, fly on the wall or documentary style. Yeah. That'd been a heck of a lot more interesting, I think. Uh, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I think that taking that approach, I do
1: wonder practically, not even practically, <clears throat> the, I don't. I, I wonder how much of that would play into tv contracts though because they you know if they want a more sports or if the big thing right now with them is we're adding this to our sports lineup
3: yeah i know and that's the only i mean like if, but if that's the case then their emphasis on promos spoken directly to the camera seems to run counter to that because that never happens in the world of i'll sports. put it
1: this way i think if they produce it the way they pro- produce nxt because yeah because nxt does a lot of the stuff that you're talking about
3: yeah. you know and, and, and they can be cheesy at times, but the way NXT and NXT UK does the kind of spontaneous press conference thing, it's like, you know, when, when after a game, all the, the players are in their lockers and the press comes in, they get to interview them. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it I just want things to feel more spontaneous, yeah. more than anything else. And even if they change the presentation of the in-ring product, or don't change, sorry, the, the presentation of the in-ring product, I feel like they need to do something uh, with stuff done backstage to make it feel more spontaneous. Even just like when Batista showed back up mm-hmm. and he goes with the cameraman and goes, come with me. It's good. Stuff like that to yeah. make it feel like it, like backstage is like a living, breathing entity mm-hmm. where it's fluid and dynamic and things can change on a dime rather than everything being so, so staged.
1: How about this? Have Stokely Hathaway host every episode of Smackdown. There you go. Yeah. 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 That's
3: good. That'd be good. Shenanigans. And there's still the story about him trying to find a CD player. <laughs> exactly. That bit with him to Adam Cole was so good. It was so awesome. Oh, my gosh. All right, I'm sorry. Let's try this again. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: man. Uh, let's see here. Cult of False Realities. We kind of echoed this earlier. Why didn't WWE give us a longer run with Roman and the Usos as the bloodline? If you put them in a match with the New Day, you get a six-star match.
3: Yeah, that'd be really good. Locaine, Elias is SmackDown.
1: Okay. Um, Elias is smack that's what he says yeah. yeah big Elias fan there
3: maybe good good he's the franchise of Smackdown maybe he's the franchise or he's uh, emblematic of what Smackdown is right now wait I don't know what I forget is Elias Smackdown or uh-huh. he's, he's Smackdown, Smackdown yeah oh, okay so remember Elias he's the he's the greatest acquisition of Smackdown history that's right Vince himself brought him to the so show
1: Uso maybe Sammy was the
3: fourth wait
1: Uso's Ricochet Miz
3: Oh, you can Elias. Yeah, is, I can Elias. Oh, there. oops, no, that, that's incorrect. Okay, Sammy's the fourth then. I didn't notice you said Elias. I wasn't really paying attention. That's okay. I'm sure there was somebody else. <laughs> 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 That'd be Elias. I'm sure there was somebody else, man. No, they violated their own rules. <laughs> they
1: they, did, they did. Damn it. They did. Damn it. Uh, I just don't know. Elias has been on both shows like every single week. So yeah, I no,
3: he's like perpetual wild card.
1: It's so confusing.
3: Uh, uh, Dragon Reborn says Shayna robbing Stokely is gold I have not seen that yet but heard good things about it We, we should just like watch all that today. Heck yeah man I watched 205 last night How was it? It's Really good Yeah
1: The Liguero match Liguero was interesting um, The match before that was really good I, Man friggin' Umberto is so great He's really good man He's so awesome uh, what do we have coming up on Overrun? I don't know. On
3: bonus episode. Well, it's chat trivia day. That's always fun. And then uh, uh, non-news. I don't know. I, there's no tease because I don't know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk Killer Cross wanting out of Impact. Really? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Why does he want out
1: of Impact? We'll get to that. Okay. We'll just talk about it later. Yeah. During an Overrun, yes. Anyways. want to say thanks to everybody out there. Um, let's see here. No Twitch stream today. Hey. If y'all want to enjoy tonight, I'm thinking I'm gonna do another. I think I'm gonna try Mondays and Wednesdays and then once over the weekend. My own personal Twitch stream. All right. Twitch.tv forward slash MF Steve here. All right. The continuing adventures of Steve Thunder or Red Dead Redemption. Very well. whichever everyone. Who knows? Anyways, want to say thanks to everybody. We appreciate it. Uh and yeah, uh patrons $5 and up. YouTube channel members, if you click join, you'll have access to the bonus episode live. We'll be doing chat trivia. You can win a drawing drawn by Larson today
3: either, today either one of us or both of us it could be collaborative.
1: if you win chat trivia just say i want larson to draw it or if you want steve say and you he want will steve. draw it or you want both of us to do it
3: yeah collaborative ones are rare yeah, I know. That's the rarest. Mm-hmm. I've done two solo. You've done a bunch of solo. We've only done one together, I think. I
1: think so, yeah. But well, I feel like you can have one. a couple more weeks. I know you enjoy it. Not at all. Thanks so much for everybody tuning in. And thanks again to Karen. Yes, thank you uh, very much, For Karen. her very well thought out yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, essay. Yes, thank you. Uh, so thank you guys. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description.
4: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home,